is a sad day for uh, law and order and for justice in this country. This is not based, this indictment on the facts, it's not based on the law, it's not based in reality, but it's based on politics. That's Kimberly Guilfoyle, and this is Speaking Out America. Welcome, JR, your host for the next hour. We'll try to unravel some of the mess of uh, the current day and make some sense out of it. But today, of course, the big news, the carrot that is being dangled before everybody is the Trump indictment. And believe me, everybody has talked about the Trump indictment all day. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm coming in at the tail end which makes it really difficult because I've got to come up with an angle that, that is original. And I've got a couple of angles. Uh, in fact, one of them I pinned earlier on my speakingoutamerica.com website. And if you look under articles today, there's a nice one. It's the header. And it's uh, titled, Why Joe Biden Should Be Nervous Today. That's right. I'm looking down the road here and I see nothing but good coming from this indictment. I am an optimist. I'm not angry. I don't think that most Republicans or conservatives who Trump who support Trump are angry. I think they see this for what it is. I think most people around the world see it for what it is. And uh, whether it's intended or not, it is going to backfire. It may, in fact, destroy the Democratic Party. That's right. I think that it's to its own undoing that the Democrats tried to pull a fast one and indict someone on purely political or for purely political reasons. Think about it for a moment. They know that he is running for president. They know that his supporters are mad. They know a lot of things. And they don't want Trump in the White House. The deep state fears the Trump administration because they know based on his previous performance that he's going to get in there and do things that will actually turn this ship around for this country. His supporters know it. Even the never Trumpers would, would hate to admit it, but his policies were actually pretty damn good because when you see the country, the way it is today under the leadership of Joe Biden, there's no way you can defend him. You might be able to come up with some fancy statement like, Oh, well, at least he's not an embarrassment to the rest of the world. Really? I mean, every time he tries to get on his airplane and he falls down, or when he is wearing communist garb along with Justin Trudeau and praising Xi Jinping, calling him his best friend and basketball buddy, and he undermines our own safety and security by woking up the military and diminishing our energy reserves, all in the name of fighting climate change when there's no science to really back it up? I mean, people think there is. No, Joe Biden should be nervous today because in case you're not keeping score, people who hate Trump think this indictment is good. People who love Trump think it is bad. The truth of what is happening lies somewhere in the middle, but it is not about the law. It is about the politics of using the law to take out a political opponent. Proof of this, by the way, this just happened in Brazil. I mean, it's almost the it's almost the same playbook. Proof of this is that if Trump were not running for president, these indictments probably never would have been issued. When I think of a crime, I think about the impact it has on on the victim or victims. Is it a crime of violence? murder, theft, some other kind of crime 
where there's a clear victim. Uh, in the case of this latest indictment, Donald Trump allegedly paying off a woman, I'm not sure I even see a victim. It was, and according to attorney Robert Costello, as we learned, a payoff devised by Michael Cohen to keep Stormy Daniels from going public about a relationship she had with Trump. That was what ensued, allegedly. Trump denied, but then later said payments made to Michael Cohen were in fact reimbursements because Cohen, known affectionately as the fixer, took it upon himself to pay off Daniels' attorney. And he did so by uh, doing what we call a HELOC, a home equity line of credit, and he mortgaged his house to get $130,000 in cash to keep her story under wraps and to send her lawyer away. So ask yourself, who's the victim? Is it Melania? The kids? Cohen? Stormy Daniels? Who's the victim? Think about that for, for, for even just a moment. If you're sitting there and you're thinking this is good for the country and you know justice is being served and no one is being above the law, you have to ask yourself, who's the victim? What was the real crime here? Did he try to hide it? Well, whoever he is without sin, please cast the first stone. In politics, the pendulum swings both ways. And that's what I saw today. That's what we're seeing today. The person who should be worried is Joe Biden. If there is anyone who has probably committed a crime in which the American people are the victims... Joe Biden is the big guy. And now that precedent has been set in which the Democrats have used the Justice Department to take out a political opponent, you can make a very safe bet that once Biden is out of office, provided he still has a functioning intellect, he too will face the political wrath of his opponents. And who are very concerned Biden and son Hunter may have concealed all kinds of what they call pay-for-play influence peddling, not to mention putting national security at grave risk, essentially committing treason, perhaps. Joe Biden's losing sleep. Trump, on the other hand, may end up paying a huge fine for, you know, misfiling his taxes or something like that. It'll be a, a white-collar crime. But then he'll go on to get elected president because the right right now has completely given up. Today marks the day that the right, the conservatives of this country, understand exactly what happened. And they are completely right in despising the left's approach to trying to take down a political opponent and using the force of law to do it. And they are going to make damn sure, out of spite and pure revenge, that Trump becomes our next president. Now, the only question that remains is how far the Democrats will go once this latest attempt fails to re read in the orange man bad. But more important, and my, my takeaway from all of this, is how Joe Biden will be staying awake at night thinking about the real fact that he is next. Remember what I say on this program. Remember what I always say on this program. The pendulum swings both ways. Here's Dick uh, Grinnell, Richard Grinnell, former ambassador to Germany. Uh, now congressman, who has always been a very strong supporter of Donald Trump. Here's what he had to say earlier today. But I also want to speak to anybody who has been maybe a DeSantis supporter or a Nikki Haley supporter 
or Vivek supporter. Uh, look, I, I think that it's really important to understand what the Democrats are doing to Republicans. And you're naive to think that this is just about Donald Trump. This is about every single Republican, anyone who challenges the power of the Democrats. And so I think that um, all the other candidates, all the other Republican candidates should drop out tonight. They should announce their support for Donald Trump. We should unify as a party and we should say we are not going to allow this to happen to the United States of America. Do you agree with that? Do you think that Nikki Haley and all those DeSantis should just back off and give Trump the room that he needs? I tell you, it's a losing battle. And I'll, I'll, I'll just throw this in. This this indictment is going to take its time. Trump understands that he, through litigation and his lawyers, can draw this thing out. And it will actually be, I almost believe that Trump may have to pay the uh, DA's office in New York uh, some sort of or, or, or put them as a contributor to his campaign because they're going to be spending the next, you know, nine months up to the elections with Trump in the news. And, you know, the media loves it because their, their ratings are going to go up. They've already got their soap opera. You know, now we move on from the shootings and uh, and now we've got, you know, the Gwyneth Paltrow trial is over. That was beautiful. You know, normally I don't like her or I've come to not like a lot of what she says about things. But I do have to give her kudos for uh, only suing or counter suing that doctor for a, for a dollar. I thought that was pretty, pretty, uh, you know, classy. But then I found out that. He is going to have to pay for her lawyer fees. Whew. Ah, that's not going to be cheap. All right, so here's what Trump's lawyer, Joe uh, Tacopino, said last night on Sean Hannity. You know, he's the toughest guy I know. Yeah. And he's, um, he was shocked, you know, because we really were. I was shocked. I mean, I've never been angry. My 32 years in this business, both as a prosecutor and defense attorney, I've never been more angry about a charge because today the rule of law in the United States of America died. It's dead. It's dead. And it's um, something that I, I never thought I'd see. I, I have goosebumps even saying it because I don't feel good about saying it. You know, when you stretch the law to get someone you don't like, or as a political opponent in this case, it's very hard to ever get that law to come back to its original shape. And that's right. And that's why I'm saying that now that we've crossed that line, it's going to come back and bite the Democrats in the ass. But more specifically, it's going to open up the can of worms that every Republican wants to open up, which is... Joe Biden, how did you come across millions of dollars after you got out of the office? What is your true relationship with uh, the Chinese Communist Party? Why are you getting money? Did you influence, uh, did you peddle influence overseas? And what other deals did you make with foreign leaders or people who uh, represent foreign agents? Are you a foreign actor? And did you knowingly do all this while you were pursuing plans to become the president of the United States? And that's just the beginning. Then there's all that hiding finances and tax evasion and using, of course, the justice system to take out a political opponent. Uh, there'll be some congressional hearings on that at some point as well. Speaking Out America continues. I'm JR.
you know that this show is always about the news and how it impacts us. So when I look through the day's topics of what I want to talk about here on Speaking Out America, I am only focused on those stories that I think have the most impact on my life and your life. And one thing that burns me up about this current administration as we talk about Joe Biden and Trump and all this big mess that's just going to be distracting everybody. Now, this is the time, and I'll, I'll just give you a warning. This is the time to pay attention because typically when this kind of story is out there uh, sucking all the air out of the room, that is the time to be looking around and seeing what else is transpiring around you. What are you being distracted from? You know, the QAnon shaman was released a conflicting story i was heard i heard that he was released from prison but i thought they had just moved him to a sort of a uh, uh what do they call those those houses you go to where you're, you're not really under house arrest but you just have to check in anyway but uh J- jacob chansley from what i've heard uh, is an actually pretty impressive fellow he's a, a veteran a well-decorated veteran. Uh, He has a deep, well-centered, well-grounded faith in Christ. And while he looked pretty creepy up there, and he just carried, you know, he reminded me a little bit of the character in the Apocalypse Now that was played by Tim Bottoms. Kind of this surfer dude who was just caught up in the right moment, and he's, he's just, he's all in. And they got him in that perfect, posed with the colored face and the horns coming out of the head and that what looks like uh, something that a buffalo would wear on their, you know, like he'd just come back from a Fred Flintstone Buffalo Lodge meeting or something, you know. And we saw from the videos that appeared on Fox when when Tucker Carlson got the 10,000 hours of video and it clearly showed that Jason, uh, i.e. QAnon Shaman, was being literally escorted from office to office by the Capitol Police. And there was no real clear evidence other than his presence that he even looked like he knew he was violating any kind of law. So it's interesting that he gets released, which sort of tells me that a lot of those January 6th rioters, except for the ones that were really doing physical damage and and, uh, really whipped up in a frenzy, a lot of those people may or could use this as a way for their ticket out or to get a lesser sentence or just to be released at all. And again, that was a big story yesterday in the morning, but then by the afternoon, and I think it's always interesting that the evening news always gets the breaking story. Have you ever noticed that? You know, they didn't have it on Inside Edition because that's pre-recorded and the taping is done at 3. And so sometime between 3 o'clock and 5 o'clock, the news was released that Trump was going to be indicted. But the ABC news source that they had, this had some guy on TV last night that I thought was kind of interesting. I've never seen them actually pull in an executive producer and have him give his testimony. Almost seems like it was an inside job, like somebody from the State Department who got hired for one day to be an executive producer so he could come on and act like a reporter when he's actually spreading propaganda on behalf of the Justice Department. That's what I think. I think ABC tried to pull a fast one or pull a fast one. They knew and they were told that Trump was going to be indicted because they would have had enough time to put together a packet. 
at least an hour. So sometime between 3 o'clock and 5 o'clock, I can guarantee you that somebody from the White House or somebody from the Justice Department tipped off the major news media. Get ready. Here comes the big story that everybody's going to talk about all weekend long. So they don't talk about anything else. They don't talk about Biden. They don't talk about QAnon shaman. You know, and this is how our country works now. And it's pure propaganda, pure Pravda. It's actually quite, it's quite frightening. So one of the things that's actually the, the reason, the main reason I want Biden out and I want Democrats out of the White House is because they're globalists. And uh, you can argue all day about their stupidity and climate change and transgender LGBTQ woke ideology that they're pushing. But the one that concerns me the most is what we talked about yesterday with the Restrict Act, the TikTok Ban Act that's actually could be used to monitor any American citizen and shut down freedom of speech via social media or the Internet or other ways. Uh, and this restrict bill crafted by Mark Warner of, of Virginia and Tom Toon of the Dakotas clearly is a future invitation for the U.S. government to shut down free speech if they don't like the speech that you're speaking. And trust me on this one, just like the Patriot Act is now being used against American citizens, this Restrict Act is going to be used to restrict free speech in America. And one of the things that I know that Biden and these people are really big on, the central bank digital currencies, they're called central bank digital currencies, CBDC. And basically it's a way of going cashless in society. Now you ask yourself, well, I'm practically, uh, you know, cashless anyway. I very rarely use my cash. No, but the difference is, is that the government doesn't track where you spent your cash. Now, the Brownstone Institute published a, an incredible article. You should read it. Uh, I think you'll find it on, uh, well, it's simply Bert Oliver, Olivier, and he wrote it called the Brownstone Institute. And it has to do with the age of surveillance, surveillance capitalism. And the way it works is that you get a code and they have access to your money. Everything is digitized. Everything is digitized. Every purchase you make, every time you get paid, it's all digital. And you can't go anywhere unless you are signed up. You can't move about in society. They're trying to introduce this. What country is it in? I think it might be Nigeria. The government is trying to introduce the And the reason that they say they're doing it is because cash becomes worthless. You know, when there's a run on the banks, which is what every banker is worried about, there's not enough cash in the system for everybody to get their money out. And so the government's plan is to go so in debt that the cash becomes pointless and that the only thing that we can do at this point is to have some sort of central bank digital currency. But it's just what, the, what, what they do in, in uh, Venezuela and what they do in um, China, which, you know, basically is we will approve you. And as long as you don't get out of line by being on the Internet, making fun of the government, then we're not going to punish you through social credit scores. You'll be cut off from traveling because you'll be seen as a domestic terrorist and they will have access to your funds. They will have the ability to restrict your movement. They'll have the ability to restrict whether you can buy an airplane ticket or a bus pass or pay a rent, 
uh, or a mortgage. This is how sick it gets when you start thinking about these Democrats and what they have in mind by creating things like the Restrict Act, which can shut you down, and then this latest this initiative to push towards a digital currency. And it basically means we're all enslaved. And that, I think, is an argument for why we talk about it, because it does have an impact on you. It has an impact on you, me, your children, your grandchildren. And once you go that way, you never come back. Um, So you've got to read up on this stuff. And you've got, they say that the best thing you can do is to have a stockpile of cash always at hand and try to use cash as much as possible. And also try to do business with smaller businesses. Try to stay away from, like, for example, I'm guilty of this, doing Grubhub all the time. You're feeding the beast when you do it because you're, it's just a bunch of digital transactions. And the more we become used to it, the more that we'll acquiesce to the idea of it on a grand scale, which gives the government even more power over our personal finances. This is why early in Biden's administration, when he said that anybody who makes over $600 in their checking account will have to report to the IRS and the IRS will have the ability to look into your account if you deposit more than $600. That's ridiculous. But it's a way for the government to be able to extend its tendrils into your life. And that's frightening to me. This is Speaking Out America. I'm JR and we will continue in just a moment. 